So we're talking about uh, victory over attacks. And uh, how many people would say that you've had an attack over in your life in the last month? Would you just raise your hand? And uh, look around. Keep it up and look around. Like in your health, in your finances, in anything. Family, right? I mean, I could keep going. I'd probably get more hands. But you get the point. Um, there, I would say, and this is not prophetic, I would just say that there is a coordinated attack of harassment against the body of Christ right now. And uh, it's happening all over the place. Why? Because we're getting to the end of time. We're getting to the end, uh, the end of the end, the last of the last days. And stuff is starting to get very real. Things are starting to happen. I mean, you just look at... Um, you just look at some of the headlines and the news and everything, and you're starting to see some major prophecy being fulfilled. You're starting to see, and, and the devil knows it too, like time's getting close. And he's starting to, all right, let me put the pressure on. Let me turn the heat up and let me get some of these people out of their position. And uh, he recognized that. But that, see, that's when our, the grace of God goes to work. When the devil turns the heat up, that's when the grace of God starts to really flow. <laughs> that's when his power says, what else you got? That wasn't enough. Amen? That's when it really goes. Amen? That's when it goes. And see, that's when we have to decide what we're made of and whose we are. That's when we have to decide who, who do we belong to. Are we in Christ or are we by ourselves? If we're by ourselves, ooh, that's not good. But if we're not by ourselves, if we're in Him, then uh, you know we can dwell in the secret place of the Most High. That's it. Yeah. That's right. It. And even though attacks may come, Jesus said this: persecutions will come. Yeah. Yeah. He said, "But you are more than a conqueror. You are you are an overcomer. You overcome." Right. You are more than a conqueror. Let me, let me just show you this. I want to show you a couple of things today. These are not on your notes. <laughs> Imagine that. We'll get to these notes sometime in the future. But look at um, Philippians, uh, not Philippians. Look at Revelation chapter 12 and verse 11. Revelation chapter 12 and verse 11. This is a verse a lot of times you'll hear people quote, but they don't quote everything that they need to quote. Revelation 12, 11, it says, And they overcame him because of the blood of the Lamb and because of the word of their testimony. And that's where most people, most people when they quote it, that's where they stop. They overcame him because of the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. But that's not where this verse stops it actually goes on, and this is why they stop, because the next part, most people's flesh doesn't want to hear. And they love not their life to the death, even when faced with death. Right? But see, they didn't overcome him by the blood and their testimony only. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And they love not their life even when faced with death. Yeah. Even when faced with challenges that their flesh doesn't like. Even if the death of one of their favorite habits comes up, they're going to put that habit down in the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. In other words, they're going to live their life as if Jesus is who he says he is, and they don't care what tries to come up inside of them. We learn that even if the attacks come, I have everything within me in Christ that I need to handle that. Yeah. Everything we need. Everything we need is in Him. And if I'm in Him, then I have everything that I need. Yeah. And so you, now when that is theory to you, when that's just a theory to you, it sounds nice, you may amen it, but your life doesn't really change. But when that thought becomes real to you, there's nothing that the devil can do to stop you. You just overcome them. You just overcome them. But I'm going to challenge you when you look at this verse. See, put it back up there. When you look at this verse, you got to know what the blood of the Lamb did. You got to know that that was the seal of all authority and power in God. And when He shed His blood, 
salvation happen to everyone who would receive it. And salvation means that we were saved from whatever it is we need saving from. If we need saving from hell, it was saving from that. If we need saving from lack in our finances, it was saving from that. If we need saving from sickness and disease, it was saving from that. See, Jesus is our Savior. That's not just His title. That's His character and His nature. In other words, He is a saving person. He is a Savior. That's who He is. It's who He is. That's who He is. And so when he comes into your life and you have a situation that you need saving in, his nature is to say, I'll save you. I'll save you. And when he shed his blood, that's exactly what he was doing. Was he was saying, I'm going to shed my blood to save them from every issue they need saving from. And when you start to see that about his blood, all of a sudden, what do you have to fear? He says, I love you enough to shed my blood. Amen. I love you enough to shed my blood for you. What is higher than that? Nothing. There's nothing. In other words, because what you need is you just need to be connected to a father who loves you. And if you're connected to a father who has all power and all might and he knows everything and he loves you, it's over for the devil and his attacks. It's over. Amen? It's over. So then, if you'll see that he shed his blood for you, did he shed his blood for you? If you'll see that he shed his blood for you, that's proof positive that he loves you that much, enough to give his life for you. Then what will separate us from his love? Nothing. Nothing. Romans 8, you go to the end of Romans 8, it starts talking about what will separate us. Nothing will separate us from his love. And if nothing will separate us from his love, his love is his power. Nothing will separate you from his power. It's beautiful. Well, when you start to understand that, put the verse back up there. When you start to understand that, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. His blood declared something. His blood released something over your life. His blood said, you're mine. I've got you. I'm protecting you. But how many of us know that we've not always, even though we might have been born again, and in the blood, we didn't always overcome? Anybody with me on that and not maybe missed it at some point? So that shows you that it's not just what he did. It's how do I take a hold of what he did? How do I grab a hold of those things? Well, then the next couple of verses start to talk about that. It says they overcame the devil by the blood of the lamb. So they applied his love. People overcame. Who overcame? People Overcame. The context of the scripture is people overcame because his blood connected them to his love and power. And the people did it. See, Jesus didn't overcome for you. He empowered you to overcome. He won the victory already. Now you have to enforce the victory. Can you see that? You enforce the victory, and you do it by the word of your testimony, and you love not your life to the death. In other words, like this. All of a sudden, if the word of my testimony is this, it, we have to understand that when my testimony lines up with what the blood did, then my testimony becomes an overcoming testimony. That's a good word. When my testimony lines up with what the blood did, then my testimony becomes an overcoming testimony. But if I'm sitting here saying, well, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm, I'm just a sinner, right? That's not what the word says, and that's not what the blood did. The word says this. He says he became poor so that you might be rich. And that's not just talking about spiritually rich when you read it in context. And I'm not, that's not what the message is today, but we can prove that. And then you go on, it says that by his stripes we were healed, yeah. right? Yeah. It says, it says, <laughs> amen. It says that we are completely free from everything. He paid the price of bondage. He took bondage on himself when he could have escaped it so that you and I could be free. 
And when we start saying, I'm not sick, I'm the healed of the Lord. I'm not broke. I have full provision in Christ. I'm out of debt and I carry a debt-canceling anointing in Jesus' name. Listen, uh, go get Luke real quick. Go get Luke. Go get Luke. You see, when you start to line up your words with the words of Christ and what His blood has done, all of a sudden you'll start to see the things the blood can do. But a lot of times we're so used to talking about what we see in the flesh that we don't pay attention to what the Word says that His blood has done for us. We don't pay attention. And because we have our testimony, our testimony lines up with a corrupted world instead of the blood of the Lamb. Instead of the blood of the Lamb. And what we need to do when we come under attack is we don't need to talk about the attack. We need to talk about the blood of the Lamb and the testimony that was created by that blood. And then we need to stick on that. Stick on it. And not let it go no matter what. No matter what. I mean no matter what. We need to stick on it. We have... We have a saying, you know, the Lord's reminded me of this this week um, about a, uh, hey buddy, what's up? Come here, boy. Come here. What you doing? Something. Something? Tell everybody, say hey. Hi. <laughs> How old are you? How old is that? Huh? How old was that? How many did you hold up? He's like, all of a sudden, there's a lot of people here. Five. Five? Amen. <laughs> Don't be smart. <laughs> all right, so listen. I want you to help me. I'm talking about being, don't be sassy. <laughs> you are smart. So watch this. We have this saying, about a year ago, about a year ago, hey, hey, bring me a chair real quick. Bring me a chair, Paul. I don't want to stand them on this table. There you go. Awesome. You're going to stand beside me. All right. So now, about, it, about two years ago, uh, I was in a meeting and the Lord started talking to me about being out of debt. And he started talking about our church was supposed to be out of debt. And I'm going to use that. And uh, so then he said uh, to start, you need to put your words on something. You need to put your words on something. And I started saying, uh, I started confessing that we were out of debt and we carry a debt canceling anointing. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, you know, in a year period of time, we saw over $950,000 of debt supernaturally erased in this body. And it was about half, at that time, it was about half the number that's in here today. Right. Over in our partners and attenders, over 950,000. Why? Because we saw what the blood did towards finances and we started lining up our mouth with that. And as we lined up our confession, the word says this I believed and therefore I spoke. I believed and therefore I spoke. And so one day I was making a confession. We have this little thing where if I see numbers that match on the clock, it just, that's what reminds me to start confessing. Right? And so one day I started confessing. I saw it like 111 or something like that. And uh, all of a sudden I started confessing. And about that time, from the back seat, he was in the car seat. He starts finishing it for me. So I want you to tell him, uh, let's pretend it's 111, okay? Go ahead. We are out there and carrying a debt canceling anointing. In Jesus' name, amen. What was the rest of it? Say it again. We are out of debt. And carrying a debt canceling anointing. We walk. We walk in the four stations. That's it. <laughs> of our inheritance. In Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. All right, so now tell them, tell them that one more time. We walk. 111, we, Luke. We walk in the four stations of our inheritance. In Jesus Christ, amen. And we are out of debt. And carrying the debt canceling. <laughs> Amen. Amen. We did them backwards. Now, see, he got that because he heard us saying it so much. 
Now see, he's not going to have to have debt in his life because he's applying the blood of Jesus and what it's done at this age. Now, that was about a year and a half ago. At like three and a half, he starts finishing this statement, right? That's how the word's getting in us. Right? <coughs> and all of a sudden, we start to see why you, there was an anointing for debt cancellation. Because it gets inside, because we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Amen? Amen. Now, I've never had you up in front of people, so this is new for you, so awesome. All right, let's do again. Well, there is one time oh, I've been boy. running in the sanctuary. Yes, when we had a good meeting. Hugs and then ring out. Oh, yes, I remember that. With Scarlett. With Scarlett. And <laughs> he came up, and did you give me a hug? Yeah, I remember that. That uh, was like forever ago. Do you want this? <laughs> no. This is what you do when you bring in your five-year-old. It could go a little bit different than what you planned. All right, so let's do it one more time. One eleven. We are out there and carrying a debt-canceling anointing. We are walking the four stations of our inheritance in Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 All right, go have fun. <laughs> and he's gone. <laughs> How's Luke? Wide open. Glory to God. My point is, are your words, the, man, the confessions of the, what the blood did for you, coming out of you so much that people around you start to learn them? Right? Is that, like I was so blessed when that happened because I realized I wasn't saying it for him to memorize it. He just picked up on it. I said, 111, and, and usually he doesn't pause between them. It's, I guess he's just standing up in front of y'all looking at y'all, but most of the time he's like, boom, 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 boom. Is that right? It happens all the time. And, uh, but it's funny. I was just sitting there, and I said, 111, and he started saying it. I was like, glory to God, you know? Glory to God. That's why you see the breakthrough. That's how you see it in attacks is because you start getting the word inside of you that when you get squeezed, that's the only thing that comes out. Amen. What are you full of? We did a message on that one time. Yeah. It was funny. But because uh, if you drink a lot of Dr. Pepper, what comes out of you is... Blah. Right? And what are you full of? Well, if you're putting in the word, when the devil starts to put the pressure on you, what comes out is the word. The promises come out, right? What are you full of? And see, when the attack comes, we find out real quickly what you're made of. Because all of a sudden, do we turn into the ball of goo in the corner on the floor? Or do we, all of a sudden, it's like pressing our warrior button, right? Our overcomer button. Boom! And all of a sudden, the word comes out of you, right? That's, that's what we've got to become. But that's not the final step of it. This is the one that people lay off. A lot of times on Sunday morning, praise God, I'm healed, I'm delivered, I just got prayed for, I feel like a million bucks. And then you walk out the door. And I don't know what happens. Why is it that as soon as you pull out of the church parking lot, like all of that Holy Ghost fire just, you know, dwindles at certain times. Anybody felt that besides me before? It's like in here, I'm all lit up and on fire. But then I just get to Monday morning at work with my coworkers and it goes. <laughs> what happens? What happens is we let go of that confession. We let go of that belief because we think that normal is what's been happening instead of actually framing our normal by the word. We think that what's been happening in our life, well, that's just normal. Well, you just get old and all of a sudden, you know, your eyes start to go away and you start to lose sight and everything. Well, that didn't happen to, that didn't happen to Moses. It says he climbed the mountain at 120 years old and looked over and his eyes were not dim. It didn't happen that way. That's not God's plan. That's the world's plan. That's the corrupted system's plan. We don't know it because we haven't been in the Word. And then if we are in the Word, we haven't been confessing it. And then if we've been confessing it, we don't hold on to it. And here's what the devil does. Will you come here, Kendall? 
What the devil will do is he'll come and, and he'll say, oh, man, Kendall went to church for the first time in years on Sunday. Now, I'm making up a story. He was here last Sunday. All right. So, and Kendall went to church for the first time in years last Sunday. Uh, let, let's do this. Uh, hey, guys, set them up. So Paul, come here. You're one of the guys. Uh, we're going to be the demonic and, and here and, and bend down right behind him. And he's going to be like, hey, hey, Kendall, you know, I don't like that you went to church. Ugh. And then he comes and he sets up a trap. That was pretty dramatic, guys. Almost. <laughs> I know it was on the fly. That was, he was trying to help you too. Amen. And so he tried. In other words, what I'm saying is the devil doesn't like you getting going. So he's going to come immediately to try and steal the seed of the word. That's what the Bible says. He comes immediately. Well, that's when you've got to decide what you're made of. Now, God won't let you be tempted beyond what you and Jesus are able. Let, let's look at 1 Corinthians 10, 13 real quick. Stay here for a second. That's a nice bright orange shirt. Look at that on that monitor. It, it looks good. All right, look at this. No temptation. What was that? <laughs> no temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. In other words, and you're not going to find yourself in a situation that you and God can't handle. Amen. That's what that means. Amen. And he says, look, it's not even your faithfulness. It is the next thing. And God is faithful. Yeah. You might miss it. You might miss it. But God is faithful. And he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able but with the temptation, go ahead, with the temptation, we'll provide a way of escape also so that you will be able to endure it. Now, if you know 2 Corinthians 2.14, it says that you're, he's always going to lead you to triumph too. Now, see, if these verses are full inside of you, then when the devil comes and he tries to trap you, you're going to be like, hey, I wouldn't be facing this thing. I wouldn't be facing it if me and God couldn't handle it. I wouldn't be facing it if God and I, through Jesus Christ, couldn't handle it. And so he comes, he tries to set up the trap, he tries to push you over. And you might get pushed over, but you pop back up and you're like, dude, what are you doing? No, God's got me. I'm an overcomer. I am more than a conqueror. I am always victorious in Christ. He's leading me from glory to glory. He's leading me from faith to faith. He's leading me, leading me from victory to victory, from strength to strength. These are all scriptures where he's given me and told me that. And that if that's in you, that's what comes out. But here's the thing. You can have it preached on Sunday morning, but it not really be in you. Not be a part of who you are and what you really believe. You've got to get to the place where you can't be persuaded any other way. I am not going backwards. I'm going forward in Christ because he's leading me, always leading me in triumph in Christ. So then you stand back up like that and the demons are like, uh-oh, we got a live one here. Right? Uh-oh, I don't know what to do with that. Now what they'll do is they'll say, okay, this one, and all of a sudden now he's running. He's gaining steam. He's not at church just one time out of a few years, but all of a sudden now he's growing in the Lord. He's there every time the doors are open. He's excited. He's putting Jesus where he needs to be. He's receiving from the Lord. It's not a familiar service to him. All of a sudden this guy's getting some spiritual strength. And look, the devil's plan is this. Take him out now. Take him out before he gets steam. Right? And look, and, and Jordan, he might, send, he, he might send a few of them to try and take them out. And you know, the devil's like this. Like, he doesn't try to play fair, J.D. He might send another one. He might, and it's like, let's pile on now. Yeah, just pile on. Glory to God. Lay him right here in the middle. He might say, go, get him. Because he doesn't try to play fair. <laughs> go, get him. All right. That's awesome. 
<laughs> oh, he's still talking. Go get him. Get him, Ter- Terrell. <laughs> get him. <laughs> now they're going to get in the, the joy. He's covering his mouth. All right, now listen. They're going to get in the joy. All right, listen. Control it so we can get the point. (laughs) Because the devil doesn't play fair, he tries to pile on. Any of you ever been in that situation? You're like, God, it just feels like it won't stop. What's he trying to do? Don't miss what the devil's up to. He's trying to get you to let go of your testimony, let go and give in to the attack. But if you know who you are, then you can be an overcomer. If you know who you are and who's with you, who are you with? Who's with you? And you know it's Jesus, and when you, what you're full of is knowledge of that, then all of a sudden, it doesn't matter what the devil tries to do. You'll, Jesus will come in, the Holy Ghost will empower you by the Holy Spirit and fire. He'll come in, he'll start knocking these out of the way, telling them to get up and knocking them all out. Because there's nothing that can hold back a believer when he's with Jesus. He's always leading you to victory. Always. But that doesn't mean that it felt good while you were down. And when your eyes become more focused on how it feels than on what God has said and the testimony about what the blood has done, that's when he's got you. What happens a lot of times, thank you guys, what happens a lot of times is when you get in that position held down like that by the devil, when you get in that position, here's what starts to come. Here's the thoughts that come. It's too much. It's too heavy. I can't do this. I don't like it. I'm going to just stop going to that church. I was fine before I went there. Right. No, you weren't fine. You just didn't know it. Right. And you just got to recognize, see, how do you treat a bully? The only, thing a bully the only thing a bully respects is power. And when you've got a bully that, doesn't, that hates mankind and he's always looking to steal, kill, and destroy, you, you don't back down from him because all he's going to do is keep the same stuff coming. Right. He will never leave you alone right. until you back him down the way that this word says. And you've got to recognize that it's not going to quit. You may, you may get out of the immediate pressure of the attacks by not doing God's things. But all it is, is he'll, he'll brand you and set you in a life of mediocrity. And then you'll be worse off there. Because that's the lukewarm position. And so we've got to learn who we are in Christ and know it. And just because attacks come, not, not fall back from that, not grow weary in well-doing. That's what it's talking about. Not grow weary in well-doing, but to press into the Father. Press into Him. And, and look, realize that when you start going the right direction, the devil's going to try to get you off of that direction. He's going to try and do it. And in that moment, you've got to decide that I am sealed by the blood of the Lamb. And the word of my testimony will line up with what the blood has done. And I won't let go of it even if it costs me my life. I will give you my habits, Lord. My bad habits. I'll give them to you. I don't care what it costs me. I'm not letting go of my testimony. I'm not letting go to what the blood has done for me. I'm not letting go. That person's an overcomer. I'm convinced 
I've said this multiple times. I'm more convinced of it now more than ever before. I'm convinced. I'm not the first pastor called to bring this message into this region. I am not. I'm also convinced I am not the most gifted and the most anointed to do it. But I am convinced that I'm one who wouldn't give up. I'm convinced that if you don't grow weary, that all of a sudden the Lord can start to do stuff that's supernatural. And he can take the ungifted and turn them into the gifted. He can take the unanointed and turn them into the anointed. Simply because there's a heart that will say, Lord, I see who you are and I won't let that go. Even I'll take it to the death. You know the story about John, the Apostle John who, who wrote... The Apostle John, he understood God's love so much. He understood what the blood did for him. Even when he wrote the Gospel of John, he kept saying the, the uh, uh, disciple that Jesus loved. He had a revelation of the love of God. He had a revelation of what the blood had done for him. He had a revelation that his blood was the manifestation of his love in my life. And if I'm connected to the love of the Father, my Abba, my dad, if I'm connected to his love, nothing can stop me. He had a revelation of it. They went to try and boil him in oil. I don't know about you, but Thanksgiving was last week and we happened to cook one of those turkeys in oil. Man, have you seen it when you drop one of those turkeys down in the oil? That looks ugly. All I was sitting there thinking was, that's what they tried to do to John. Right. And could, history, history books tell us they couldn't kill him. Right. They tried to boil him in oil and he came up out of the oil and they couldn't kill him. Why? Because he knew about the blood and what it had done for him. He put that confession on his mouth. He loves me. Oh, the father loves me. Devil, pile on what you want to. But the father loves me and he will deliver me out of your hands. You can set a trap, but you'll just spring the trap on yourself. My enemies will come in one way, but they're going to flee seven ways. You can't stop his love and I'm connected to his love by the blood no matter how much pressure I'm going to trust you in the middle of it I'm going to put on his love I'm going to receive his love I'm going to walk in his love I'm going to run in his love I'm so excited about his love they couldn't kill him as an old man they sent him to an island full of thieves and murderers where there wasn't really any supply and he couldn't die there he came off the island that's where he wrote the book of revelation so they send him to an island to die and he gets the book of revelation while he's there he has a manifestation of jesus christ himself eyes full of fire gets revelation writes the final book of the bible while he's on the island where he was supposed to die God's like, you're going, you're going to send them there? I'll just send them to have a meeting. <laughs> yeah. I'll just, you're going to send them there to die and to, to wither away. And I'm going to, I'm going to send them a visitation. Wow. Woo-hoo. That's what his love can do. Do you know who you are and whose you are? Yeah. Wasn't it Bernie Mac that said, who you with? Wasn't that right? Who you with? I love that. Who you with? Are you with Jesus? Yeah. And we need to turn that to, to the good. Who you with? Are you with Jesus or are you with you? Right. Who you with? Yeah. Whose are you? That's right. Whose are you? That's it. Who are you with? That's good. I really pray yeah. that that was not in a bad context when he said that. Because <laughs> I didn't follow him, but he's funny, but I didn't follow him all the time to know the context. Was it a bad context? That was a good context? That's true. Good. <laughs> I, there was one time, oh man, this preacher, there was a funny saying going around. This was not too long ago, and it was, anyway. Um, there was a funny saying going around. You know what I'm talking about. No, funny saying going around in this 
preacher tried to get cool, and so they put it up on the board, but they didn't know what the context of that funny saying was. That was the last thing that needed to be on the church sign, let me tell you. <laughs> it's good to know context. But I do trust the Holy Ghost, so that's good. Are you with Jesus? I'm in Him, and He in me. The Word, the word tells us this. Let's turn to Acts 17.28. We are in Christ. Acts 17, 28 says, let's put it up in the King James. Sorry. In Him we live and move and have our being. In Him we live and move and have our being. See, in Him you have life and life to the full till it overflows. Yeah. In Him you have your motion. You have the movement that you need in your life. It's in Him. Everything is in Him. You, in Him we live and move and have our being. In Him, the life that you need in your finances, it's in Him. The life that you need in your body, it's in That's Him. Right. The life that you need in your family's restoration, it's in Him. The life that you need to be delivered from all the attacks, it's in Him. The life that you need for protection, it's in Him. The movement that you need, I'm at this place now but I know I've got to move up to new levels. I know I've got to go forward in Christ. I know I can't stay stagnant. I can't stay mediocre. I know I must keep moving. It's in Him. In Him He shows you where to go. In Him He empowers you to go. In Him he shows you everything you need to know to go. In Him, you have your motion, your movement. In Him, you have your being. If there's things in your life that need to come into being, it's in Him. It's in Him. It's in Jesus. This is why I believe the Holy Ghost had us singing, because I wasn't preaching this message. I didn't have any of these scriptures. But in Him, in Jesus, in Him, it's why we need to make a big deal of Him. Oh, Jesus, we praise you. Yep. Thank you for your presence here today. Glory to God. I just sense His presence. Jesus, it's in you. It's in you. It's in you, Jesus. It's in you. Touch your people. Show them. Just worship Him with me for a second. Pray in the Holy Ghost if you're filled. And just, Lord, we just praise you. It's in you. Lord, reveal to your people the things that they need to do. The things that they need to move to. Reveal to them the life that's in you. Father, let our eyes of understanding be enlightened. Let our eyes of understanding be open so that you can see those things. Jesus, we praise you. Lord, that motion that needs to happen to get us from where we're at to where we need to be. Lord, show them how, where, when. Lord, show Show them those pieces, Lord. Reveal to us. Let us have the mind of Christ. Lord, the things that need to become in our lives, let them be now in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Let them be now in the name of Jesus. Lord, bring solutions. Bring solutions. Work things out now in Jesus' name. Work things out now. Freddie and Wendy, will y'all come here for a second? Work things out now in Jesus' name. Lord, yeah, work them out now in the name of Jesus. Lord, things that need to be figured out, and they need to work. Lord, in you, Jesus, in you, we live and move and have our being. I just want to pray. Uh, I know that y'all are still kind of new. I just want to pray that some of the stuff we talked about, I just felt like the Lord said, pray now that those things start to work out. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Glory to God. Right now, in the name of Jesus, work out, Lord. Work out. Work those things out in Jesus' name. Last week when you came here, right, you didn't have a job. But, huh? Correct. Monday morning, we, when we've been praying, we prayed that week before for you to get one. You got one Monday morning, right? Glory to God. God is awesome. Amen. Amen. Lord, work out that situation. Let it work out. According, let the things that need to move, move. Let the things that need to be created, let them be in Jesus' name. Let life overflow in every portion in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Tiffany, 
I'm seeing something for you I've never seen before, but I just declare in the name of Jesus, it says in him we live, we have life to the full till it overflows. We move and we have our being. I see increase on you. I see the blessing of God. I see financial wisdom in your hands where you're able to pour out. I see the blessing of God. New jobs, new ideas. I don't know how he's going to bring it, but he's going to bring it. Just raise your hand. Blessing be on her. Fill her hands, Lord, in Jesus' name. Ha, ha, ha. I've never seen that for you, but I see it today. In the name of Jesus, glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. In him <laughs> we live and move and have our being. Oh, ho, ho, ho. The joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Doyle, come here. Ho, 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 ho. Yeah. I just declare right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, bring him wisdom and ideas and fill his hands in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Lord, bless him. Bless him. Let your blessing be. Anything that's not of you, let it be removed. And everything that is to be of you, let it rise up and fill and overflow. In the name of Jesus. Financially, Lord, bless him. I see new business coming to you and new ideas. I see clarity. Oh, glory to God. Clarity now in Jesus' name. Yep, no more misfiring, no more uh, webs that entangle thoughts. But Lord, let all the fogginess be gone and let clarity come in such a way that he, I mean, it's like uh, when that noise in your car finally goes away and it's like, oh, let it be like that in his head. In Jesus' name, let it be so clear. Supernatural now in Jesus' name. Like you, I mean, like they had that movie where you, where that guy took the pill and all of a sudden he could think about everything. Let it be in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Let him be so strong mentally. Oh, praise God. Let it be supernatural wisdom and clarity. What the devil meant for harm, Lord, you're going to turn it for good. You're going to bring it about in such a way it'll be such a testimony and so beautiful. Ha 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 yetinity. Hey devil, were you trying to have your grip on him for years? Loose your grip now and watch the power of God flow. In Jesus' name. Ha ha yetinako. Robotanani ablotanam. Hoo hoo. Man, that was strong. Hey yeah yeah. In him. We live and move and have our being. You got to understand that the attacks are designed to slow us up. They're designed to slow us up and you got to get it inside of you. It will not slow up in my life anymore. Other people in here, they might not listen to this message, but I will not shrink back from this moment forward. I will not be bullied by a bully. I've already got the victory. Jesus said that I have already come and all power and authority is mine and I give it to you in the Great Commission. He already said that. That leaves zero power for the devil. All he's trying to do is perpetrate a lie that I will not receive from this day forward. He's got no power. He comes as a roaring lion. He's not one. He comes as one. I won't stand for it anymore but I will let the life of God be what it's called me to be in Jesus name. Amen. Do you agree? Amen. Is that yours today? Glory to God. It's got to be something that you don't just amen, you need to meditate on it. I'm going to recommend that you go back and listen to this message. Just pull it up online, pull it up on Facebook. Listen to it again and again and again. Get it inside of you. What I see sink so many Christians is they don't know that they already have the victory. Doesn't matter what it feels like. They're already victorious. The devil tries to come in. That's been the secret of success for Boomerang is we 
just didn't stop. Did we feel like stopping? Yes. yes. <laughs> Can I get an amen? Amen. <laughs> amen. We felt like stopping. But we just knew. We can't. We won't. He didn't. So we won't. That's the secret. Just keep, get up. Keep going. Do the work. That's it. He'll anoint you. He'll anoint you. Just do the work. Don't get persuaded by the attacks. What good is it? Don't get persuaded by it. All he's trying to do is get your thinking on the fact that you're not already victorious when you are. This word says that you're already victorious. You've already won. He's already, he's already stripped the devil of all his power. But in, in Revelation, it says it four different times. Once in chapter 12, one, uh, three times in chapter 20. And it says that every time the devil comes and goes out of this world, he takes deception with you. What he's trying to get is for you to be deceived that you've not already won the victory. You've already won. When you accepted Christ, you became stamped as a winner. And victorious in Christ. This is not some you know, self-motivation speech. This is the original good news. You are victorious in Christ as soon as you link up with Him. That's who you are. That's who you are. You're a winner. You're victorious now. God believes in you or else He wouldn't have made it available for you. Amen. He believes in you. Amen. He believes in you. He believes in you. Doesn't matter where you came from, doesn't matter where you've been, doesn't matter what the problems have been. Right now you have connected to Christ if you've made him your Lord and at that moment everything changes. The only people who don't walk that out is people who don't know it. But if you'll connect with people who know it and you'll just put it kind of in neutral for a while, you'll find that you'll start thinking that way. You'll start believing that way and the results will start to turn your life around. That's why it's important to get around people that believe. Not people who are sitting there, you know, wanting some kind of religion uh, yeah. that's just wishy-washy and uh, let's come in and check yeah. the box and be gone by 12. Yeah. It's not what it's about. Right. It's about each one of you becoming the victorious Christian that God's called you to be. That when you pray, something happens. And when you pray, you lead others to Christ. You lead others to that victory. You become soul winners. You become disciple makers. You walk out the victory. Your life starts to preach because victory and triumph happens to you all the time. The devil tries to send attacks and people are like, look at all that stuff that's happening. Why aren't they sad? They should be sad. That's what the world would say. And they're like, that doesn't even make sense. But they'll see something on you, a hope that goes beyond what logic can say. And the word tells us that you should have a hope on the, si on the inside of you that will make other people come and question, why do you have so much hope? You said, the word says you're supposed to be ready to give an account for the hope that's inside of you. Amen. It should be so real inside of you. It's like, you know, we talked about this a few weeks ago. We were on a trip and some, somebody broke into it, our, um, our rental house and stole my book bag and Nicole's book bag and everything. And I forget who it was I was talking to, but um, maybe, it was, maybe it was you, Freddie. Was it you? Yeah. yeah. And, and Freddie was telling me, he was like, man, if I'd have had that stuff stolen, I wouldn't have felt like you were feeling. He was like, but you were happy. In the middle, of it, he said, that was crazy. That's exactly what the word's talking about when it says the devil tries to attack, attack and people are like, what in the world are they still doing okay for? Why are they not ticked off? Why are they not mad? Why are they not upset? Why are they not crying? Because he, that book bag is not my source. My source is in him. I live and move and have my being and you can take whatever you want to out of our life, but he will always be the source and he can repay it in an instant. He can fix all of that. Rebuild it in one day. One day. He can fix it all. One day. One day. One day. Do you understand? Joseph 
in the dungeon, had now been in trouble and in, you know, under attack for all these years, from in one day went from being in the dungeon to running the kingdom yeah. with everything at his disposal. He just didn't quit. He kept praising God. He kept worshiping. He kept worshiping God. He just didn't quit. No matter what the attacks looked like, he said, I've got a Savior. And I've got the Savior's blood that sealed his love in my life. And no matter, see, and Joseph didn't have Jesus either. He didn't even have the, the ability to apply faith to change this. But the word says this now in the New Testament. It says, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So when we start to put faith on the blood and his love and what he's done for us, we can draw up out of that problem so much quicker than, than we used to be able to do in the Old Testament. We can draw up out of that. Our faith is what will overcome the lack of a world's corrupted system. Our faith is what will do that. And so we can start to apply, I believe in the blood. I believe in his love for me. And if nothing can separate me from his love, nothing can separate me from the life and the movement and the being that he has for me, the life to the full till it overflows in John 10, 10. Nothing can separate me from that. Nothing. This is who you are. You are overcomers. You are more than conquerors. You are the loved of Jesus Christ. Yeah, you are the loved of the Father. You are the loved of the Father. You are his beloved. And if you're his beloved, what can stop you? Nothing. And so all the attacks can come, but you can start to say, well, I feel this way, but that's not who I am. Amen. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm moved by what he said and what he's done. Yeah. I'm moved by faith and not by sight. And the just shall walk by faith. I will be just when I walk by faith and not by sight. I will live by faith and not by sight. In other words, I'll have the life that I need when I start living by faith and not by what I see. If I'm moved by what I see and how I feel, how many times will we all have quit? Whew, all the time. Well, here's the thing. When you quit in little circumstances, they add up to big ones. So don't quit in the little ones just because you can. You win in all of them. Many years ago, I was sitting there in a, in a meeting, and I had a splotch on my back, uh, and it had, um, the pigment was gone in it. It was like about, I don't know, about that big. And it wasn't spreading, it wasn't, it wasn't doing anything, but the pigment was gone in it on my back. Well, let me ask you something. What, what did the Lord, I was sitting there, he said, that is a direct attack against my word. Well, it wasn't bothering me. It, it, was, it doesn't matter what it was. Understand that the thing wasn't bothering me. It didn't hurt. It wasn't spreading. It, but it was something that was in, out of God's normal, out of his life feeling that he wanted me to have. It was out of the normal. And God, God said this. He said, that thing is an attack against my word. In other words, it was an attack against my character and my nature. And what he was telling me, he was correcting me. Because here's what I was doing. I was not applying faith to that. I was just letting it sit. You've got to learn in your life that we don't just let things sit if they're not according to the blood of the Lamb. We don't let them sit. We don't lose even in the smallest because if we get in the habit of letting the small thing go, then the medium things will go. Then the large things will go. And we've got to get in the habit of saying, look, I might not have everything in my life fixed, but I'm going to start one by one knocking these things out and I'm going to believe God and I'm going to become victorious in this and then that and then this and I'm going to grab a hold and win the small things and then I'm going to win the medium things and then I'm going to win the big things and then I'm going to let those things overflow into other people's lives too and I just went I said okay I'll apply faith I applied faith the thing went away completely went away he said this is his exact words to me he said that thing is an assault against my word. See, I wasn't treating it like it was an assault, but you got to understand, it was a lack of the fullness that God had made me in. 
And when I let it stand there, I was letting it say, you can have lack in your life. Well, that's an assault against the character and nature of God himself. He was saying, you've got to start dealing with these things. Doesn't matter how big they are, you don't let them sit. You deal with them. And that's talking about sickness. It's talking about lack in your finance. We don't sit and let an assault against the character and nature of God uh, stand. We come against those things because that's who we are. See, when this gets inside of you, you start, you start standing up for those things, whether, whether you're in the attack or not. In other words, it starts becoming a part of who you are to love not your life to the death. In other words, I'll stand no matter what I feel, no matter what I see, I won't let go of the testimony of what the blood's done for me. I won't let go of what the testimony is of what the blood has done for me. If I have, understand this. Watch. Glory to God. If you're, if you are in heaven, if you're in heaven, what are you lacking? Are you sure? How's your health? Is it full? How's your finances? How's your relationships? There's nothing, there's no lack in heaven. None. None whatsoever. And Jesus said this, you pray this way. My will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I'm telling you, if you see an area in your life that it has lack in it in any shape, form, or fashion, you need to start coming against that and not standing for it. But you need to start declaring what the blood has done, what the love has done in your life. And you need to stand for those things. And look, all of us have stuff to work on. It, It ranges from the little to the big. But you just start, you say, Lord, Lord, what do you want me to start working on right now? And, and he'll show you. And all of a sudden your faith will start, you get in the word, you'll start building that faith. You'll start confessing those, uh, confessing what the blood has done. All of a sudden the blood starts to go to work in your life. It starts healing you. It starts bringing you into finances. It starts bringing you into the fullness of life that Jesus paid for. But it doesn't come because he's done it alone. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony, and we love not our life to the death. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. The world it's talking about right there is every bit of the corrupted world and lack. And it says this is the victory that overcomes that lack, even our faith. So we've got to decide what kind of people are we? Are we a faithful people who knows Who God is and in our lives. See this morning. Lives are changing because your thinking is changing on how you you deal with things. All of a sudden you're saying I won't deal with it the same way anymore. I won't stand for that anymore. Oh that's the kind of people that that the devil hates. Because you start getting revelation of that. You stop becoming the people who are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. You stop becoming the people who are gone into captivity for a lack of understanding. Because you start to understand. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. Wait a minute. God's promised me all. And I hadn't been walking in all. But he paid for all. That puts it on me. And when you start to say, okay, Lord, I will step up in my responsibility. And I will start to believe you. And what I believe I will put on my lips. I will start to confess. All of a sudden everything changes. And today I'm telling you, there's lives in here I can see, I can see it. There's lives in here that will never be the same because of this message this morning. There's lives that will say, I won't be the same. I'm rising up. I'm going to new heights. I'm going to new levels. And the devil's going to stop trying to stick it to me and I'm going to start sticking it to him. Because I'm with Christ and in him I live and move and have every bit of my being in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. If that's you, say amen. 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 When the attacks come, it doesn't matter what you see. It doesn't matter what you feel. It matters who are you with. And do you apply that? Because you can be with them. Go to heaven. But never apply it. And that's where the majority of the American church has been. 
And the world doesn't even look to the church anymore for solutions when they're supposed to be the solution. Because we've shown no manifestation of the love and the blood of God. It's time for some of y'all, for people to look into your lives and say, Oh my goodness, I remember just a few weeks ago, you didn't have anything. You didn't have any food. You didn't have any furniture. You didn't have any hope. And now we're just a few weeks down the road, maybe a few months, and you've got it all. You've got a job. You've got peace. You've got joy. You, you've, got, you've got hope. You've got a smile on your face. What is going on? And you say, let me show you. And let me pray for you too while I'm at it. And watch how God will change your life too. And watch how the Lord will heal them just like that. Watch how those things will start to turn around. Watch how all of a sudden the power of God will start to flow. All of a sudden you'll be praying for people. Doctors can't heal, but yet they'll be healed as you pray for them. That's the way it is. Miss Natalie, come here real quick. Let me have a microphone. I'll just ask you a couple of questions. I just want you to basically verify. Amen? Okay. So, you, came, you started coming here like two, two and a half years ago, something like that? Right. And when we started preaching some of these things, your eyes were like, boop, and opened <laughs> up to it, right? That's correct. Did you think we were crazy at first? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> some people do. <laughs> I get Because this is outside of the normal of what they've heard about Christ. Mm-hmm. All right. But you kind of grabbed a hold of that. And then eventually, I know, with childlike faith, you grabbed a hold of the promises of God. Oh, yes. And then you started releasing that. You started figuring out, I'm a child of God. I don't have to wait on Pastor Brian to come and pray for a co-worker. I just pray myself. That's right. And so you prayed for that one co-worker, I know. And the doctors had told them what? Uh, they, They couldn't understand why it wasn't healing, why she wasn't healing. Because they'd already done surgery on her. They'd already done surgery. They were basically saying, we can't do anything else for you. We don't know what to tell you. Mm -hmm. And then what happened? I prayed for her and she healed up. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) And who got the glory? God. Yeah, because it was was him working through you. Mm -hmm. Now, are you a pastor? No. Are you apostle? No. Prophet? Evangelist? No. Teacher? No. Oh, so you're not fivefold ministry. No. You're just a believer. I'm just a believer. And the word says, those that believe mm-hmm. will lay yes. hands on the sick yes. and they shall recover. Yes, that's right. Amen. That's just an average believer. Mm-hmm. We don't have to be something super special with a title. Mm-mm. We just have to be one who's loved a God. Yes. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. That's not the only thing he's done for you. Amen. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Hey, here, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Since we're talking about that, so just you don't have to tell figures, but just give them a financial what changed in some of that stuff. Well, I was really wanting to wait on that like next week. Oh well, no, you don't have to. <laughs> no, you don't no, have to tell no, that. We'll, 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 we'll go with the one that's yeah, passed. Yeah, we're passed. Okay. Okay. Uh, we did a financial class here, and we got with Pastor, and we were <laughs> in the negative. <laughs> <laughs> And so we did our finances to re, uh, um, refinance thing and stuff and all. And so we're in the plus now. Yes. And our bills are being paid and we have a savings account, but we'll go into some more. All right. So l- let me just ask this question yeah. to give them an idea. You were negative a good amount every single month. Yeah. And I won't say how much, but it was more than $1,000 negative every month. Correct. Within, after we first met and prayed, because what we need is not just worldly logic. We need supernatural help. Mm -hmm. When we ask Jesus to help out in that situation, your finances came up above to the positive in a matter of, what, three months? Yes or yeah. Yes or less. Yeah. 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 Because actually, there was right after that there was a bill that we had due, and we're like, "How are we going to pay this bill? How are we going to pay this bill?" You know. And I needed it within I think a week or week and a half, 
And like that Monday, we got a little bit. It wasn't near enough to pay the bill, but by Tuesday, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday, we had, the bill was covered. It was covered. <laughs> Amen. Glory yes. to God. Yeah. So during that period of time, did the devil try to tell you it's not coming in? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> so he was oh, trying yes. to attack your mind. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you listen? No, not to him. Because I can't <laughs> Amen. I kept saying, it's in the mailbox. It's in the mailbox. It's in the mailbox. And then something came in the mail. And it did. That you didn't even know was coming. No. Mm-mm. No, I wasn't <laughs> expecting it. So no. Is God real? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Amen. 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 Yeah. Do you think that he would do it for other people like he does it for you? Oh, yes. Does oh, he yes. love them like he loves oh, you? Oh, yes, he loves you. All you have to do is have that faith. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. You, let's Amen. praise God. Amen. Amen. How many people in the world need to hear that kind of hope? Even if you've got plenty, couldn't you believe God for more? And give more and do more? Yeah, I mean, even if you have plenty. But how many people need that kind of testimony in their lives? Is God a respecter of persons? No, but He is a respecter of faith. He is a respecter of faith. So this morning, I want you just to receive. Just close your eyes right now. Just say, Lord, I receive your love. Raise your hands. Lord, I receive your love. Sealed by your blood. And everything that comes with it. Jesus, you're the Lord of my life. You're the director. You call the shots. And I'll be obedient. And I just receive from you right now. And I believe that you shed your blood for me. That you died for me. And my mess, but God, brought you back to life. And when he raised you up, he raised me up. He didn't leave me in the pit, but he raised me up. You realize now that when he raised you up, he didn't just raise you from hell to heaven. He raised you from lack to fullness in every area. He raised you from the pressure of ever having to give in to his devices again. You never have to give in to the pressure in your mind, the pressure of it's too much, I can't do it. You are victorious in him. You are victorious in him and you are moving from victory to victory. And when he tries to bring an attack telling you that it's too much, you can't do it. You just need to start laughing and start saying, Lord, what are you going to do in this? It's going to be awesome. What a testimony that you are going to give. I receive it. I walk in it. And I put faith on you to walk in those things in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God.